what we're going to do now, uh, we're going to move into what might historically normally be categorized as the message time. I will say this is not going to be a very sermony sermon this morning, uh, but what we're going to do is something really cool. I love doing this. Seeing as though it's the start of the year, uh, we're going to take some time and kind of poke our heads up above water. You know what I mean? It's been a busy year. We got our heads down, working away, busy on the business of living. Sometimes you got to just surface for a minute and do a survey of the landscape, right? To make sure you know what's what and what's going on. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to do a few things. We're going to look back at 2022, at the year that was pertaining to us as a church. That's going to be really fun, by the way. Uh, We're going to talk about kind of where we are now, the things God has put on our heart pertaining to something like our vision, Uh, just get a refresher on that, and then we're going to look ahead to the year that is to come, 2023. Is that agreeable to everybody? Can we all handle that today? Good. So let's begin then by looking back at 2022. I would say this, every year that comes and goes has good things in it and bad things in it. Like even if you've had the worst year of your life, you can't say that nothing good happened in that year. Or conversely, if you had the best year of your life, you can't say that it was only good things. So keeping that in mind, I'm not saying, oh my word, it was perfect and everything was just just sunshine and roses. But as a church, I'm really happy to say 2022 was a really good year. It was a really good year. We were blessed in a lot of ways in 2022, and I'm going to list them for you. And my list is literally, it almost takes up my entire page. So I want to just refresh your memory on some of the things that we got to do this year as a church. Like one of the reasons 2022 was cool is because, be careful how I say this, it's not like everything we do as a church has to hinge on things like, oh, what are the COVID rules? And oh, well, if there's COVID, we can't do anything. Like, it's not like that. But if you'll remember earlier in the year, about a year ago at this time, they had a lot of rules in place. In fact, we were in red, lockdown, shut down, stay home. But then like six weeks later, they said, eh, never mind. there's no more rules, go do whatever you want. So that enabled us to kind of open things up a little more as a church. And we got to do some more things that we've kind of been wanting to do, but not able to do yet. I'm going to list about 3,500 of them right now for you. So if you look back, starting in February of 2022, we started discipleship training groups. How many of you were in a discipleship training group? Most of you were. We had a lot of people in those. They were really, really good. They ran on for a few months. A lot of just real practical teaching, got to encourage each other in those. Very good. We had a hockey night in March. I'm fairly certain the Leafs lost again at that. The track record is not very good. I keep guaranteeing a win, but they never win. So anyway, that was fun. Back in March, we took donations for the Champlain Heights school down the street. We got like school supplies for them, lots of paper and glue and all kinds of things like that. We were able to bless them in a good way there. We had a couple of hymn Sundays. How many of you like singing hymns? Yeah, that's good. We did a couple of those. One was in April, one was in October. We had a good Friday service out in our parking lot in April as well. We had an Easter breakfast in April, which to be honest, I don't mean this wrong. I kind of had forgotten about it almost, but it was really good. We had the gym upstairs packed full of people. And then we came down here and had an awesome celebration on Resurrection Sunday. That was really, really good. We started Friday morning coffee in April. 
We restarted Kids Church in April. We started this little initiative called 242 in April. How many of you took part in 242 last year? Yeah, April was a very busy month. That's like 10 things we did. That was really, really good. Uh, We started the Friday lunchtime barbecue in May. That ran all summer till about September. That was really neat. We took part in the Champlain Heights neighborhood cleanup in June. We're going around uh, with garbage bags, picking stuff up in the neighborhood. Also in June, we took part in the Champlain Heights Meet Your Neighbors Day. We had a crew over here running the barbecue. That was a lot of fun. We met outside on Sundays all summer long, and by nothing short of a miracle, we only got rained out one Sunday the whole summer, and it was beautiful out there most other Sundays. We prayed together via prayer prompts all summer long, because you know that's a time of year that people are sometimes disconnected. I'm going this, I was literally off all summer on paternity leave, but I got to stay connected with you guys through that. Uh, And you guys have sort of stories similar to that. You're on vacation, whatever. We did a cereal drive for the North End Food Bank in July. That was also very cool. I ended up taking the cereal over to the food bank one night. And literally, I don't drive a big vehicle. It's not like I drive a big van or something. But it was the trunk full, the back seat full, the front passenger seat full, floor to ceiling of cereal. So you guys blew that one out of the water. Uh, We took part in Maritime Christian Fellowship in August. MCF, how many of you were at MCF and thought it was awesome? How many of you thought it was awesome? Good, okay, thank you. Uh, We did a walk together at the Res Trail in August, and I don't think anybody got lost over there. We did an outdoor worship night out here in the parking lot in September, and everybody over across the street getting gas, kept turning around, wondering what was going on. That was a lot of fun. We welcomed Jamila Sadiq's family to New Brunswick in September and rallied around them and got some stuff for them and helped move them in. Uh, There's a story there about a couch that the door was this wide and the couch was this wide and it still somehow fit, but that's for another day. We took part in Love Atlantic, the uh, Maritimes Wide Outreach uh, in October. That's where we did uh, care packages for the nursing home staff. That was really, really fun. A lot of good work there by you guys. Uh, I know there were some individual efforts done on Love Atlantic as well. We hosted a men's breakfast here in November. We're still working out the sausage smell upstairs. We started a visitation ministry in November that Jim Edel is leading, and that's already been active and has been bearing fruit. Uh, There was a youth Christmas party here in December with a a large high-stakes gingerbread house-making contest. Uh, We had our Christmas dinner here in December. That was awesome. And the place was full and all kinds of people we got to meet that aren't part of our church. A lot of them aren't even Christians. It was awesome. We had our Christmas Eve service, if you can remember back that far, about a week ago. And this place was full and we had special music and connected with lots of people. It was a really fun night. Um, Also in 2022, uh, men and women have both participated in year-long devotionals together. Uh, That was really good. Some team building stuff there. A few small groups have run throughout the year. Several of you guys have been participating and involved in a small group. Uh, They've been really encouraging. Here's a good one. I hope to hear you on this one. We had three baptisms this summer. (laughs) Correct response. And they were all pretty bang, bang, bang. There's one, there's another, there's another. It was so awesome for that. 
Uh, we spent a lot of really good quality time in God's Word as a church last year too. We literally were in the Gospel of John in 2022 for 29 weeks. It's a lot of weeks, and there's more to come this year, but it's going to be a great year in that, but we were just so blessed to do that last year. Those are just the things that you can kind of easily measure that we did last year. And I guess I'm sort of patting you guys on the back, but my whole point in this is to say the Lord has been super faithful to us in this. But then you think about the things that you can't even really measure, but that God blessed us with in 2022. For instance, his presence being with us when we've met together, for instance, on Sunday mornings. I've heard people say, I think more in the last year for what it's worth, man, I really sense the spirit here today. The Lord was really stirring in me today. God was here today, things like that. Huge blessing. Because as I've said to you before, every pastor in the world wishes they could just snap their fingers and conjure that up and just automatically, you know, say some chant and then, you know, God is just here strongly in his presence. It doesn't work that way. It's a huge blessing that we we definitely can't take for granted that God has been with us. We got to meet in 2022 a ton of people that we've never met before as a church. There were people, and I'm not even talking about in your personal life, people that you might have met or connected with or had some sort of uh, sharing with the gospel or whatever. I'm talking about people connecting with things that we were doing as a church. I saw that more last year than I've seen the last few years, probably combined, just people all the time. Hey, haven't met you yet. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for taking part. Really good opportunities there. And while that doesn't automatically translate to, oh, look, there's now 6,000 people here on Sunday, that doesn't really matter because we're not all about Sunday anyway, are we? Correct. So really, really awesome. The Lord blessed us with that. Uh, There were many, many hours spent this year with people discipling other people, whether it was through small group, whether it was you're sitting over at Tim Hortons having a coffee with someone, whatever that looks like. There was a lot of that happening this year. Huge blessing, hugely, hugely good thing. A lot of time spent, honestly, I've heard a lot of stories this year about, hey, I shared the gospel with this person. That's a huge blessing. Time spent praying for people. All of these things, super good, super positive. There were also countless volunteer hours this year, last year. Just stuff that I, you couldn't even add it up. Stuff that no one else might even know about. But people were here doing stuff. People were serving in the community doing stuff. All kinds of volunteer hours. There have been numerous projects in and around our building this year. Uh, I think a lot of them aren't here this morning. But can we just do a little hand for our property team? Yes, they've done awesome. You'll notice like we did some upgrades in here this year. There's been upgrades all over the place. They had a very busy year, uh, but that's been really good. We've seen people getting plugged into areas of service and ministry for the first time. I kind of laugh. I've seen it in the last year and, and kind of before that. Some of you guys, this is your story. You started coming to our church in the last year or two and you were here for like a grand total of two weeks and then I look around and I see you slinging coffee pots and moving chairs and tables around upstairs. So you get recruited right away but we had lots of that this year. That was really good. And I even just think of too, during times where we've been together on Sunday mornings and we have like the open mic and people come up and share about here's what God did in my life or I'm thankful for this or I praise the Lord for this. Like these things that we've got to share in together have built us up in the last year and that's a huge, huge blessing for sure. Is that like quite long enough of a list for you? There's a lot of things. That was all in the last year. 
That was what the Lord enabled us to do last year. Super, super cool. Now, that being said, we got to just come full circle with this. 2022 was also a difficult year in some ways. As I said earlier, no year is all good or all bad. Though our year was overwhelmingly positive and blessing, uh, there were some hard things. I, I, there were stories this year of physical health challenges for people in our church, mental health challenges for people in our church. There were stories of relational troubles in our, people in our church or financial situations or just general disappointments. You know how life is, sometimes we get disappointed by things. We also lost, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong on my count here, but three people uh, have passed away right from our church family. And I know there are more by extension, like, oh, such and such, their friend died or their relative died. But just in the last year, we lost Victoria Fleming, uh, we lost Emily Arbo, and just recently, Roger Stoddard. And what I will say about the three of them, um, to put the good spin on that, is all three of them, we know that they were believers. All three of them, we know that they're home with the Lord. We don't have to wonder where they've gone or what's happened to them. They're doing great. I, I don't mean that wrong at all. They're doing great. But obviously, we are mourning for that. We are missing those guys. So sidebar, Lord, we're just thankful for each life that's written right there. We're thankful for Victoria. We're thankful for Emily. We're thankful for Roger, Lord. And we think as well of those who have been um, somewhat connected with us, or maybe it's a relative or a friend of someone in the church who's passed away in the last year, Lord. These things are difficult. These things are heavy, Lord. And so as we move on into this new year, I'm praying for peace. I'm praying for comfort for those who need that, for strength for those who need that. God, you say in your word that blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted, Lord. So we just count on your promise on that this morning. And again, we just honor those lives uh, that we lost in the last year, God, in Jesus' name, amen. So yes, there's been some hard things, but here's what I wanna make sure you absolutely understand. When we're thinking about the church in the last year, through the good and the bad, God has been super faithful and God is gonna to continue to be faithful. You believe that this morning? So let's just, how about give the Lord a little bit of a round of thanks, Lord, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It was a busy year. It was a very busy year. What I wanna do now is uh, change gears a little bit. I wanna talk about, give you a little bit of a refresher on our vision or who we are as a church or what we're all about, what we're supposed to be working toward, what kind of people we're supposed to be, that sort of thing. I'm gonna bring you back to the big picture. First of all, you can see it on the screen, our ultimate goal as a church, really the reason that we exist as a church, our loftiest thing is that we exist as a church for the glory of God right? It's not, we're here to make ourselves feel good. We're here to put on some cool programs. We're here to make some cool music. We're here to do this, this, that, whatever. It's about Jesus. It's about him. Whose church is this? It's his. So our ultimate goal in everything we do is to exalt him, to honor him, to make him known both in our church and our community. It's to enjoy him. It's to make a big noise and a big stink about Jesus because he's worthy of it, amen? That's our goal, ultimate goal, right at the top of the stream. Now you say, how are we going to do this? 
What sort of stuff are we working on to work toward that goal? What are we doing to pursue that goal of glorifying God? Really, the way I could sum it up, if you could go to the next slide, is we can pursue a growing walk with Jesus in our individual lives, and we can come alongside others to help them come to know and grow in Christ. There's a lot in that, but that captures the way we can best glorify God. It's I'm making much of him and going after him and getting close to him in my life, and I'm intentionally coming alongside other people so that they can come to know him and that they can grow in him. Does that make sense? Heads nodding if that makes sense. Okay, that, that's, like I say, a lot to unpack out of that, but that really is the high level of it. And what I will just encourage you on, on that, I've seen this happening in an increasing fashion in our church in the last year. Just conversations that I've had with you guys. I can tell that some of you legitimately are pursuing a growing walk with Jesus. Some of you have realized in the last year, man, this world is not enough. It's not good enough. It's not satisfying enough. And the things that are temporal in this world are not enough to make you happy or to bring you joy or make you feel fulfilled and you've gotten this desire in your heart to just get closer to God because you've realized that's what the source is of joy and peace and hope and fulfillment. It's only in the Lord. And I've seen that in you guys. I've heard you guys make comments like, I'm just doing whatever I can to get closer to God. I'm trying to weed things out in my life to get closer to God. That's all really, really good stuff kudos to that. I've also heard the language from you guys just in conversations of, yeah, uh, pray for this person that I work with because I'm I'm praying for an opportunity to share the gospel with them. Hey, pray for this person who lives in my building. We've been meeting over coffee and I'm just trying to encourage them. And and yeah, they're a Christian, but they're like, you know, new at it or they haven't been at it for a while. I'm trying to build them up. Conversations like that, I personally have heard more of those in the last year than kind of in the past. That's really, really good. That's a sign to me that we're on the right track on that, which is awesome. Now you say, okay, our goal is to glorify God. We're gonna do that by walking with Jesus and coming alongside other people to help them come to know and grow in Jesus. How can we tell that we're doing this? How can we tell that we're, quote, succeeding in this? What does it look like if we're doing this well and doing this right? It looks like three things. Number one, following Jesus. Number two, loving others. Number three, pursuing growth. Let's talk about each of those. Following Jesus. When you are following Jesus in your life, you can see it here. That looks like pursuing a growing relationship with him. That's, that's, that's more than, yeah, I showed up on Sunday and I gave or didn't give in the collection plate and I may or may not have said grace before the meal at Christmas dinner. It goes beyond that. It's no, I want to get closer to you, Lord. I have a desire to pursue you. It also looks like cultivating a lifestyle of worship. Worship is something that's so much bigger than just some activity that you do on a Sunday morning when the band is playing, or in today's case, when the band is not playing. That was funny. Thank you for validating me. This is a whole lifestyle. This is a whole mentality where, where you're cultivating this heart of, Lord, it's all about you. I give you the praise. And you, as you go about your life, you're giving thanks to him. And your life is an offering of praise to him. That's like huge. We can't even go there today. But that's part of following Jesus for sure. Following Jesus also involves submitting to his lordship and his leadership. And in order to do that, you've got to humble yourself. Because a lot of times, I want to follow my leadership 
I want to follow my misperceived lordship that I don't really have over my own life, right? We all want to do what's right in our own eyes. We want to do what according to what our flesh wants to do. So you've got to humble yourself to do that. You've got to say, you know what, Jesus, here's how I feel, but here's what you say, so I'm going to do that, even though I don't feel like it. Here, Jesus, is what the culture is doing and what popular opinion is, but here's what your word says. So even though it would be easier for me to just slide into that, I'm going to follow what you say. You got to humble yourself to do that. But those are all signs that you are following Jesus. That's, that's really good stuff. It also, what, what this looks like, what this life looks like, what this work looks like in action, it looks like loving others. Somebody say loving others. Say it again with gusto. Thank you. This here is really important because a lot of times we want to just do the me thing, right? I have my life, my work, my family, my hobbies, my bills to pay, my things to do. I'm in my own lane. Stay out of my way. I'm coming through. And yes, some of those things are important and need to be done. But the problem is, That's an incomplete way to live as a Christian because God said the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord and to love other people. So when you kind of exist outside of that, right, you're you're not living in the fullness of literally the greatest commandment that God has given you. And so as a church, like our business is we want to choose to show, that's even in italics, must be important, show love to other people, both inside and outside the church. Because show, the word show is important because it's not, love is not a feeling primarily, it's not an emotion primarily, it's the desire and the doing of good for somebody else. That's what love is. It's something that you choose. It's something that you do. It's something that you show. And so let us be known for that. That might mean I got to get out of my own way and out of my own bubble so that I can come to you, so I can encourage you, so I can help you with something, right? It's not just about you. It's Jesus, others, and you, right? Capiche? Makes sense? So we got to show love to other people. We also want to build strong relationships with others. You want to know why? A couple reasons relationships are a gift from God. Even if you're an introvert, you were still made to be relational, both with God and with other people. And some of the richest blessings in this life, it's not what you have in your bank account, it's not the car that's sitting in your driveway, it's the people that you have in your life. So don't just skirt past this, pour into this. I know that I've been in phases in my life where I get a little bit insular and I'm mostly concerned with myself and that's always to my detriment. And the Lord has a couple times given me the swift kick like this, hey, get out there, meet with people, talk to people, walk with people, because it's important. One of the things about relationships too is that we believe they are fertile ground for God to do a work. Like God can do stuff in someone's life if you don't have a relationship with them. God can do whatever he wants. He's God. He makes the rules. He has all power. But when you have a relationship with another person and you're growing in that, trust starts to build, right? That's just natural. And as the trust starts to build, and as that person starts to see you and the way that you live, it's not that you're perfect, but it's that you're coming after the Lord Jesus and you want your actions and your words to reflect that. They notice that and the trust is there. It's going to give you opportunities to share with them. They're not a Christian. You can share the gospel with them. If they are a Christian, that's going to give you opportunities to say, how can I disciple you? 
How can I encourage you? How can I spur you on in your faith? How can iron sharpen iron here? Right? Relationships, super important for that. Finally, uh, loving others involves stepping up to serve in our community. You want to know who that's modeled after? That's modeled after Jesus who said, I came not to be served, but to serve. Right? That needs to be our mentality as well. Because part of our witness, part of our loving others is, hey, when there's needs in other people's lives, when there's needs in our community, we should be stepping up to fill them. We should be doing what we can at the very least. And I actually love relevant sidebar. Um, Mark and Darlene lead our outreach team. Those guys have done awesome with that. We've done, even in the last year, in the last few years, some really cool outreaches as a church. It's been super fun. And undoubtedly, we'll do some more of those this year, which is really good. But that's part of loving others, right? That's, that's one of the ways we can tell we're, quote, succeeding is when that heart of love is demonstrated toward other people. Super important. Finally, we can tell we're, quote, succeeding and what it looks like in action. Number three is we pursue growth. Now, this here is just a fancy way of saying you're not done yet. You are not done yet, friends. You don't know it all. You're not perfect. You have not plumbed the depths of the gifts and the resources that God has given you. You still have a role to play. It's not, I'm just going to sit here on the side and do nothing. It's, I'm going to be actively involved and choose to dig deep in this season. That's what that means. So to pursue growth means doing your part to see the building of God's kingdom. How many of you know Jesus is the king of a kingdom today? And he is building that kingdom. And you actually have a role to play in that. And so it's to say, you know what, Lord, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a cog in that wheel. I want to be a brick in that wall. I want to be a vessel that you use for the development and the furthering of your kingdom. I don't want to just sit here on the side and not do anything. Let me be a part of it. And God will honor that prayer. When you say, here I am, use me, send me, God will do it. Pursuing growth involves pursuing spiritual growth, which we all need to do, and we never arrive until the day that we see Jesus face to face. We all have work to do there. I, I kind of just sum that up by saying spiritual growth is, is increasingly knowing and, and doing the word, right? When you look at what God's word says, and here's what I want you to do, and here's the kind of person I want you to be, here's the kind of heart I want you to have, and then we start doing that, doing the will of God, that's spiritual growth. You call it what you want. That's what I call it. Pursuing growth also involves working to use slash cultivate your gifts and your resources and the things that God has made you passionate about. I want you to think right now as we're sitting here, what has God, you don't have to answer out loud, but what has God made you good at in your life? What interests has he given you? What talents has he given you? Well, guess what? He gave those to you for a reason. He wants you to use those for his glory and for the uh, good of others and your enjoyment and, and your fulfillment. So how can you be using and growing in that? What sort of resources has God given you? Maybe he's given you time. You say, I only work 20 hours a week and I've got time to do X, Y, Z, whatever the Lord wants to do in me. Maybe he's given you a car that you can use to drive somebody. Maybe he's given you financial means that you can use to bless somebody. Pursuing growth means digging into those things and investing in them. Not, not being, you know, the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. It's not being that servant that says, well, I was scared to do anything with this, so I just buried it in the ground and did nothing. We don't want to be that person. We want to use this, cultivate this. Does this make sense? Okay. I want to sum all that up. 
And then we'll move on to what we're going to do in 2023. Our loftiest goal as a church is to glorify God. Our big why, our big reason for being a church, existing as a church, is to make much of the Lord Jesus. Everything we do is ultimately for that reason. To, to work toward that goal, what we're doing is encouraging people to pursue a growing walk with Jesus and come alongside other people to help them know and grow in Jesus. And the way that we can tell we're, quote, succeeding at doing that is when we're following Jesus in our own lives, when we're loving other people, and we're pursuing growth. That's a lot, but it's pretty cool. And God has a lot for us in there. And we've seen fruit come out of this, right? God has been, and we talked about this, but God has been doing a work in this, in us, in the last year, which is really cool. Like, I've seen some of you guys grow. I've seen some of you guys being stretched. I've seen some of you guys get out of your comfort zone. I've seen some of you guys leave behind the futility of, oh, well, I wasn't really doing much in my faith, but now I'm digging in. Awesome job. Kudos to you. Yes, I'm bragging about you, patting you on the back. That's allowed. Okay. Now, let's move on to our final leg of the journey this morning then. I want to look ahead to 2023. Obviously, there's much about 2023 that we don't know, seeing as though this is the first day and we're not even to noon yet. But here, here's on the, just a high flyover about this. We as elders have been talking, praying, discussing about the year to come. And what the Lord is putting on us is this. It's not going to be a year that we know of at this point. It's not going to be a year of, oh man, this thing is not working out. We got to blow this thing up, scrap the plan, need a new plan, new leadership, new everything. It's not working out. That's not where we are, which is good. That's a good thing. (laughs) We're not hitting the red button. Because God has been, as, as, as I say, he's been causing fruit to be born in us through the stuff that he's been bringing us to in the last couple of years. And uh, we want to stay on that. Yes, there's things we got to grow in still. Yes, there's things we're going to do or tweak or change or start or whatever. But on the whole, it's not throw the plan out the window and panic because there's now no plan. It's working to continue to dig deeper into the stuff that God has already put on our hearts. That's really the theme of 2023. So we're going to keep doing some of the things that we've done as a church in in 2022. We're going to keep doing them this year. For instance, we're going to keep meeting together on Sunday mornings. This is about the only one that I'm personally super wed to. Come what may with other stuff, like we're not going to give up the assembly of the saints. We need this time. We need the fellowship. We need to sit under teaching from God's word together. I don't care how long you've been a Christian and how much you know. We need that. We need to worship together. And and I just so look forward to the year to come. I love Sundays, friends. I get jacked up on Sundays because I love being here with you guys. And, And God just is here with us. And it's so awesome. Really looking forward to that this year. Other than that, I'm not super wed to, you know, if we start or do some things and it seems like, eh, after a while they're not working out, we can scrap, we can change, we can try new things. We're not afraid to do that at all. We're not really afraid to, watch my hands, we're not afraid to fail at something. Hey, we tried that and it didn't work and whatever. But I digress. 
This year, we're looking at getting 242 restarted. How many of you, that's good news for you? Yes, yes. I would not like run to the bank with your life savings on that one because there's a team that's working on that. They're getting things in place. But all signs are pointing to a restart of 242. We may tweak a couple of things about it because we've done it for a couple of different stretches now and we've learned a lot from it. Uh, but, but we're excited to get back into 242 for sure. Friday morning coffee will restart apparently this week was news to me. Let me, just, let me just put it, that is good news. Let me put a plug in for Friday morning coffee. I know some of you are at work and physically can't be here on Fridays. That's okay. But I would encourage you, even if it doesn't seem like your thing, it's really, really cool. We literally go over there to that other building. We sit around at tables. We drink coffee or there's hot chocolate or tea. We eat donuts. Calories don't count if it's a church-related meeting, so you can just... And there's breakfast sandwiches too. And we sit around and we talk. And you say, that doesn't sound very spiritual. Oh, it is though. It is. Because it's a group of at least predominantly Christians are getting together. Like the Lord shows up when that happens. And furthermore, I've seen it. Some of you guys have seen it in the last year. Even though the the crux of that event is we're just going to hang out. People start praying for each other. People are like putting their hands on people and praying for them. The gospel's getting shared. Stuff is going on at Friday morning coffee. And we've been able to connect with a bunch of people that, quote, aren't part of our church, don't show up on a Sunday morning. We've gotten to connect with them and minister to them on Friday mornings. So if you haven't been there yet, you should really think about going because it's fun. It's really good. And the Lord's using it. Capiche? All right, good. There's lots of other things that are going to crop up undoubtedly through the year as well. Like perhaps we'll do the barbecue again in the summer. Mark's not here. I can make all the plans in the world for Mark. We're going to do a barbecue every day this summer. Things like that. There'll be outreaches that crop up. There'll be special events that pop up. It's January the 1st. I don't know what those are yet. Don't give me a hard time about it. But here's the point. Like I said a minute ago, we're totally willing and actually excited about just trying some things as the Lord leads and gives us opportunities. We'll try them. And if they quote, watch my hands, if they seem like they're working, maybe we keep doing them or we do them periodically. If it seems like they're not working, I want you to know we're not the least bit afraid to shut something down if it's not bearing fruit. We're just not because we don't want to just keep the status quo for no reason. Like we want to do things where the Lord has his, his finger on it, right? So that's really good. I'll say this too. This is relevant. We're kind of in uncharted ministry territory right now. We being the capital C church in Canada because it used to be so, and I'm, this isn't chronological snobbery, whatever. This is just different times, different eras. It used to be so if you want to, quote, have a successful growing church, just do these four things, these four steps, you know, have a nice building with a big parking lot, have a really good band, a funny speaker, have good kids programs, and boom, you'll have a big church. There's lots about that I could talk about, but that's not my point today. We're in a different era now. We're in a post-Christian world now, friends. We're in an era where the vast majority of people wouldn't even think of, well, why would, I, why would I go to church on Sunday? That sounds dumb. It's just not even in the vocabulary. God doesn't even come into the vocabulary, right? This is the world we live in. And we're also in this kind of post-COVID world where we're figuring out 
what the new normal is. I hate saying that. I hate that I just said that, but I did. But you know what I mean? It's a bit of uncharted territory. So as the Lord leads and as we prayerfully discern, we'll try things. That's what I'm trying to say. Make sense? Here's what I want to say to you. This is, this is something the Lord put on my heart to share with you guys today. Whatever we do in 2023, we need to make sure that we're not falling prey to a temptation that the enemy will throw at us. It's a specific thing. And I'm not saying this as a correction this morning, like, oh, you guys, we've done this and we need to fix it. But it's more of an encouragement. Hey, let's not go down this road. The enemy will try to convince you that, hey, if I'm involved in church programs, if I show up to every church event, if I go to everything on the calendar, I'm automatically, boom, doing the right thing. All I need to do in my walk is show up for for church programs and functions. Is there anything wrong with church programs and functions? No, but those are means, not the end. Right? We want to use those in order to get closer to Jesus, in order to help other people get closer to Jesus, like we already talked about. I don't want for you or for any of us to slip into the mentality of, let's just run a bunch of programs and get the calendar really busy, and we can feel really good about ourselves. You know what that is? That's a cop-out. It's really, really easy to run a lot of programs. We've got this building. We could be in here eight days a week if we wanted, doing stuff. Sometimes just for the sake of doing it. There is no replacement, though, for the work that God wants us to do that we've already talked about. And and, and again, I would encourage you, keep coming to church stuff. Engage in it. Plug in. Participate. Invest in those things. But don't forget that those are not the end. Those are the means to the end. And that temptation is going to creep in as things presumably continue to stay opened up from COVID and we're able to do some more stuff and add some things to the calendar because I've caught myself doing this. That, that, oh, I've checked the box. I'm good. Yeah, I went to prayer meeting. Yeah, I went to 242. Yeah, I'm good. It's like, well, did you, did you read your Bible this week? Oh, snap. Right? How was your prayer life this week? Did you share the gospel with anyone this week? Have you hung out with anyone to encourage them and disciple them this week? Have you worshiped this week? Like those, those are the key metrics. We're not measuring our success by how busy the calendar is, by how many chairs are full on Sunday, by how many dollars are in our bank account. We don't care about that stuff. Well, we do, but not, you know what I mean. Are we doing the right things that God is enabling us and leading us to do? That's the question. And so for some of us, 2023 is gonna be a year where, you know what, for you, it's I gotta just start investing and digging my roots down deep. I gotta be in the word more. I gotta start praying. I gotta start taking it seriously. I gotta share with somebody. I I, I gotta think about who I can disciple, but I gotta make sure first that I'm walking with Jesus myself. For some of you guys, uh, I'm not not looking down on it or anything, but for some of you guys, it's hey, I, I, I gotta just pour in on the building blocks, the fundamentals this year. And that's okay. That's okay. You'll be greatly rewarded for doing it. And and we're here to walk with you through that. For some of you guys, you got that in in your routine. But for some of you guys, I'm this guy sometimes. 
It's a matter of taking it to the next step and being a little more intentional, perhaps with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G- me and Jesus are good, but who can I share the gospel with? And, and who can I come alongside to disciple? And here's the struggle. I've been very actually uh, open with you guys about my struggle in this. Sometimes I have the best of intentions because I love all of you guys. And hey, I want to get with that person and that person this week and they could really use some encouragement. I better call them. Oh, and, and this person here that isn't a Christian that needs to hear the gospel. And then the week comes and goes and you don't do any of it, right? The intentions are good, but the follow through isn't there. For some of us this year, it's getting in that intentionality and, and building in good habits and, and digging our hands into the dirt about it. You know what I'm saying? For some of you guys, you're already doing all of this stuff. And I would say to you, kudos to you. Some of you guys are walking closely with the Lord and you're intentionally pouring into other people, coming alongside them. Awesome job. Keep up the good work. We're here to celebrate with you and help, and help you lift your arms as you do it. But all of this, Here's what I'll say as I wrap this up. You have a role to play. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, you have a role to play in the building of God's church and God's kingdom this year. You do. Walk with Jesus. Walk with others to help them walk with Jesus. Follow Jesus. Love other people. Pursue growth. You can do this. You can do these things.